As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. We're live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. It is great to be here on a Thursday. Uh, Greg Cosell in five minutes. J-Mac, uh, you had a great weekend last week with your picks. You went, where'd you go? 4-0 and for the FoxSports.com picks. Okay, yeah. I went 3-2. I, went and two. I stayed away from the Steelers' bills. 3-2. and two. Very wrong on Philadelphia. You know you can do totals, teasers, well, I don't on, not on I don't own Blazing Five. So our Blazing Five wrapped up last week, okay. three and two. Um, I think the numbers are pretty good. There's, there's, there's some things here, some props I think I'll probably lean on. But I'm going to give you my – these are kind of my picks where I think – I think the numbers are pretty much on. There's not a game I absolutely love. So you ready to go? Yes, fire away. All right, here we go. Here are my picks. Texans at Ravens. I think the number's right. I think Baltimore's a better team. They led the NFL in wins, point differential, turnover differential, and opposing quarterbacks against the Ravens' defense end up with a 74 passer rating. That's the lowest in the league. Remember, five of the six wild card games were blowouts. I think, you know, sometimes rubber meets the road. Lamar Jackson's 10 and 1 over his last 11 games. The reasons I like the reason I like the Texans over Cleveland, they had a better quarterback. The better quarterback in this game is Lamar Jackson. The better roster. Probably the better coach. Everything lines up for Baltimore. They're at home and they get Mark Andrews, the tight end back. I think the numbers right. I think the Texans are a great story. The Ravens are a great team. I think Baltimore wins by about 10-33-23. Packers at 49ers. Listen, I think San Francisco's at home. They're rested, and they have more veteran star players. It's a better team. But I think the Packers will keep it close. Packers have won 7 of 9, four-game winning streak over the last month. Number one offense in the NFL. Getting better every week. Number one third down offense. Very good first quarter offense. Don't be surprised if they win the coin flip, take it, drive down the field, and score. 400-plus straight 
Three games in a row, 400-plus yards, and Aaron Jones is humming. This is the offense that Matt LaFleur wants to run, that Aaron Rodgers doesn't audible out of. Brock Purdy's last couple of games, couple of TDs, four picks. I think it's a pretty close game. Wouldn't be surprised if startling Green Bay takes an early lead. I'll take the Niners 30-24, I think, nine-and-a-half-point spread. It sounds ridiculous to give LaFleur, Jordan Love, that offense, that run game, and that O-line, that many points is weird to me. Buccaneers and Lions. Listen, I think Detroit's clearly a team. Last two years, Tampa Bay's 500 team, 17-17. and 17. That's what they are. Detroit's a really good team. Beating the Rams is more impressive than people think. That first half, they went up and down the field on that Rams defense. They're 10-1 and one are the Lions when they score 24 points. All right, the way to beat them is a shootout. I don't think Tampa's built for a shootout. Jared Goff, especially at home, is a really elite quarterback. And again, Tampa this year was 2-5 and five against playoff teams. They caught an Eagles team that waved the white flag early. I think Detroit's a better team here, and they're going to win this game 28-20. to 20. Again, I think the Baker story is a great story. This is not a great team. Last two years, they're 500-17-17. Chiefs said Bills. I like Buffalo. I think this is the weakest version of the Chiefs in several years. The Bills are on a six-game winning streak, and it started by beating Kansas City in Kansas City. Also, they're 7-1 since they fired Ken Dorsey. They're 6-1 against playoff teams. Baltimore and Buffalo, they beat the good teams, often soundly. Six teams, straight games, Josh Allen, with multiple touchdowns. He's a unicorn. The Chiefs, folks, they're averaging 21 a game over their last 11 games. That's what they are. Rasheed Rice is a low-end number one receiver. They don't have a two or a three. This offense, every metric tells you it's the worst Kansas City offense, first time they're on the road. I think Buffalo's going to win it. I think it's lower scoring than you think, despite having the great quarterbacks. 24-20, Buffalo wins the game. So I think the numbers are are close. Now, last week, I loved dogs. This week, Baltimore, uh, Detroit, Buffalo, I kind of like the favorites. Is this Kansas City's last stand? You know, Travis Kelsey kind of not falling off a cliff. I'm not going to use the word washed, but he has regressed considerably. Well, he's had 10, I think he said he had 10 surgeries. Yeah. So, I mean, the it's just. The team's getting old, the offense, Mahomes' contract. Yeah. Big one for the Chiefs, Colin. Yeah, I like Buffalo. All right, here we go. Greg Cosell, 44 years NFL films. Hey, before we get to the matchups, I want to talk about three teams that were eliminated. So let's start with the okay. Eagles. Um, listen, there's a direct connection to Shane Steichen leaving, and that offense not looking the same. What does the film say? Are you? Would you be concerned if you're Jalen Hurts, if you're Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, you're Howie Roseman? What's the film say on Philadelphia? Yeah, boy, that that that's a lengthy answer to that, but we'll keep it short. Um, I think that it's a combination of uh, some concepts which are particularly against splits, which are not what you'd ideally like them to be, but also Jalen Hurts, as he did not do very much last year, but did far more this year, he tended to leave the pocket prematurely. He disrupted the, the timing and flow of the offense. He has to just develop staying in the pocket longer, letting the offense work for him, not getting out of the pocket. Um, but I think that conceptually, they did not look the same as a year ago. Now, keep one thing in mind. They made a lot of plays down the field a year ago with vertical throws outside the numbers. Those are plays you cannot count on. Yeah. They cannot be foundational to your offense. Yeah. 
So, Dak, um, very uneven. Somebody came on our show earlier this week, I forget who it was, and said they, they thought Dak looked a little anxious. Uh, Dak yeah. made a couple of, on one interception, a really bad read for a veteran quarterback. What did you see on the film from Dak? Yeah, it's funny. You're you're probably talking, I would think, about the Savage interception, which was a fascinating play because I understood exactly when I looked at the tape why Dak threw that ball. It looked really bad because it just looked like he threw it to Savage. But if you see the tape, you understand why he made that throw. It was actually a great play by Savage. But what really struck me watching the tape was there was very little intermediate and downfield throwing in this game. And, I, again, I can't tell you why that is, Colin, but it seemed like they were not the least bit aggressive at all in the pass game. And that surprised me, particularly against a Packer defense whose weakness is the back end. The other thing that was interesting to me, you know, coaches tell you what they think of their players by how they deploy them. Um, that's something I've always believed in. And Dan Quinn decided in this game to play a significantly lower percentage of man coverage than he had during the season. He played far more zone. And when you watch tape of the of the secondary of the Cowboys, Deron Bland is not a very good man corner, and Gilmore was playing with a harness. So I think he felt that he could not match up to those young Packers receivers. Um, watching Mike McDaniel coach Tua in the second half was almost protective. Uh, some of that is he doesn't have a you, – you've noted this. He doesn't have a big arm outside the numbers, and we had a 20-mile-an-hour 20, no. 20 wind. Was it just elements that limited Miami? To some degree. I mean, I think if you're Mike McDaniel, and I'm sure they're thinking about this now, um, you have to decide how you can expand your offense within what your quarterback does. Um, and that, and some might say that's an organizational decision as well. How do you want to play offense? But ultimately, you build your offense around your quarterback in this league. And I'm not going to sit here and say Tua can't throw, but Tua is a certain kind of quarterback. He's clearly a timing, rhythm, rhythmic player. When he can hit his back foot and deliver the football – then he's very good. But you know what? Teams are going to study them in a lot of detail this offseason, particularly in their division. And when the schedule comes out, those teams will study them. And they're going to have to expand what they do offensively. And obviously they have to work within the confines of Tua, but there there needs to be more to what they do. Oh, all right. That's a good point. Um, let's Okay, let's get into the matchups. Bucks lions Now, we know kind of what Detroit is. What does the film say on what Baker's success has been down the stretch? What, what is Tampa doing that is elevating Baker and giving this team more confidence? Well, I think they made a decision. Uh, I forget exactly what week, it, you know, but it was earlier in the season to put Baker much more in the shotgun. Um, he's not really an under-center quarterback. You know, Colin, you watch a ton of college football. You know that at Oklahoma he was a shotgun quarterback. He's much more comfortable. He's much more effective. Um, and I think – one player on this offense that is, is overlooked a bit. I know he had a couple of drops in the Eagles game, but Kate Otten has become kind of a significant yeah. player for them. Yeah. Maybe not a high, high-volume receiver. We certainly think of Evans and Godwin mostly, but I think Kate Otten is an important player within the context of what they do because Baker does throw between the numbers very well. Yeah, he does. Um, Packers, Niners. So I, I said this. I've I've talked to executives in the league and scouts. Nobody can have nobody has a good third corner in the league, you know. But almost every team's got right. a good second or third receiver. So the weapons is where the money's at. There's never been more money paid to wide receivers, tight ends, and there's kids see it, and they don't want to be corners. They want to be receivers. And I watch Green Bay's receivers, tight ends, 
And I think to myself, well, I don't know if San Francisco matches up that well. Dallas didn't. I think there's no fluke to it. I think they're running a very true Matt LaFleur offense now. Jordan's not audibling out of it. And I think Green Bay presents a lot of issues with very twitchy athletic players. Um, I mean, when you watch Jordan Love, was it athletic ability? Was it scheme? What Personnel? What did the film say? It's a combination of both. Um, you know, I think Love has grown so much uh, just in, in what he sees, how he processes it. I mean, keep in mind, that 20-yard touchdown, he threw to Wicks near the end of the first half. That was mental and physical because he saw the zero blitz, and he used his cadence. Remember, he's still a young quarterback. He's in his first year. Granted, he's played a lot of games now, but he's still a young quarterback, and he used his cadence to have the Cowboys declare their blitz, Colin. That is really good. And then, obviously, he made the great throw. Uh, motion is a major part of their offense. Uh, we'll see how the uh, 49ers match up. The key for the 49ers could well be their defensive front because I think that's where they do have an advantage. Can they pressure Love? Can they get him to play a little faster? He does. If you want to have a knock on Love over these last 10 weeks, every once in a while he gets a little reckless. Yes. Um, and, and then he throws some balls off balance that he shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if they can get him to play faster. But he's played very smart football, processing things really well, both pre-snap and post-snap. Okay, this, this sounds like a shot at Brock Purdy. It's not meant to be, but Brock has some physical limitations. So, you know, a bye week... What are you going to add to the playbook? It would be adding it with your weapons. I think Brock Purdy is what he is. Now, Lamar Jackson, you give him an extra week, you know, they, they could put in some wrinkles with Lamar who can extend and right. broaden the offense. So I think about my Brock Purdy bye week. I mean, what, what do you expect to see from Purdy in San Francisco here with a little extra time? I would say you'll see... You might see tweaks, but I think you'll see what they do. I mean, they start with the run game. Keep one thing in mind, too. We always think of the 49ers as a 21-personnel offense with two backs. You know, use check plays a lot, probably 40% of the snaps. But they're the best running team in the league with three wide receivers on the field. So I'm very curious to see how they approach this. The Packers do have a very good front. It's in the secondary where they have their struggles. They thought this season would be Stokes and Alexander at corner. Stokes hardly played played. Alexander's been in and out of the lineup, mostly out. He got hurt again last week. Um, as we're speaking Thursday, I don't know what his status is for this game, um, but they've had problems on the back end, but their front's pretty good. So I, I would expect the Niners, you know, as I said, every team is going to have tweaks, particularly when you have two weeks off, but I don't think they're going to be different from a, a, a methodology standpoint. They're going to do what they do and what they've done really, really well all season. Texans um, going to the Ravens. So we got into this discussion this week. We didn't want to be uh, overreactionary, right? Like, but boy, the way C.J. Stroud throws deep balls, pretty effortless. He's got the right O.C., weapons, protection. When you look at him on film, do you say to yourself, boy, this, is, this looks like a top six or seven quarterback, or is that just too much right now? Um. Yeah, I'm not good with lists, Colin, but I will say this. Stroud, to me, is a classic case of where he, he, the, the nuances with which he plays separate him. I mean, obviously, it's easy to look at him and say, boy, he's an accurate thrower. Sure, and, and, and you have to be an accurate thrower, obviously. You've got to have precise ball location. But I think... 
the way he sees things, the fact that he'll stand and deliver and he doesn't get out of the pocket. He makes throws. So he lets the offense work for him. Yeah. So he makes throws late in the down. Yeah. I can't tell you how many quarterbacks in this league do not do that. And we automatically then assume, well, it's the O-line's fault or receivers aren't open. I can tell you from watching tape, that's rarely ever the case. Quarterbacks need to stand and deliver the football. I mean, Patrick Mahomes did that exceptionally well in the game against Miami last week. He hardly ever left the pocket unless it was the exact last thing that was possible to do. That's what playing quarterback is. Stroud knows from a nuanced, detailed, disciplined craft end how to play quarterback. That's what playing quarterback is. How does Lamar, um, and I've watched him just disassemble good defenses like San Francisco, how does he match up on film with what the Texans try to do defensively? Yeah, the Texans are, are much more of an execution defense than a highly schemed defense. They're not a high-percentage blitz defense. They will once in a while. They don't play a ton of man, which is probably good in this matchup with Lamar. Um, and... and uh, you know, they're, they're really going to have eyes on Lamar Jackson with the way they play coverage. Now, what people forget about the Ravens is they're the number one rushing team in the league by a wide margin. And Lamar is a significant part of that. And they're particularly good running the ball in the red zone, which is a, you have the Jackson factor there. And they get in the red zone a lot. So, you know, I think that you'll see the, the Texans play a fairly sound fundamental defense. They'll try to keep things under control, you know. Lamar has become really, really good. I mean, he's always been good, no question. But I think he's been really, really good at working through zone windows this year. He lets those plays work. He throws the ball between defenders. Um, I think he's he's become much, much better at that, and it's raised his level of play as a passer against zone coverage. All right, the marquee matchup, Chiefs-Bills, Mahomes-Allen. So I thought, considering the elements, I thought Kansas City's offense was pretty good. That's what it looked like. I thought it was pretty functional. What did you make of Mahomes? I thought Mahomes was phenomenal. And the numbers, you know, might not compare to other numbers he's put up, you know, this year and previous years. But I thought that he played really a terrific game mentally and physically. Keep in mind, Vic Fangio came in and did something that was probably unexpected. He went zero coverage, meaning that it was all-out blitz with man-to-man matchups across the board and no deep safety. He did that. 15 times in the game, which is an unheard of number. There are many teams in the league that haven't done that 15 times all season. And I thought Mahomes saw it, recognized it, knew exactly where to go with the football. He stayed in the pocket. He delivered. He was sharp. I thought he played outstanding football. In fact, I thought it was one of his best games of this season. And, you know, Rice has turned into a pretty solid receiver. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to get caught up in is he a one, is he a two. You know, he's their best receiver right now, and he's the one that they pretty much focus on. But I thought it was one of Mahomes' best games. And the question for the Bills on defense, they have a ton of injuries, Colin. I mean, uh, that that could be a big issue in this game, that the people that they put out there, it, it could be a problem. So Josh Allen, I I like this Bills offense. I think the Boise State kid, they're yep. kind of they're kind of twitchy. Uh, they got a thousand yard rusher. I think the O line has looked better this year in run blocking uh, situations. So I kind of like this team. How did they look against the Steelers on film? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, obviously Allen played a clean game. 
And when they play a clean game, even if, you know, obviously they're not scoring on every drive, but when they play a clean game, the pace and tempo of the game works in their favor. They kind of control the game a little bit. Um, you know, even if they punt, they usually move the ball. They're still really good on third down. A lot of people may not be aware of that. They are one of the best third down offenses in the league and have been for years. And to Shakir here, who we just saw uh, catch the touchdown, he has added a, a significant element yep. to their offense. Um, you know, and obviously you, you always have the Allen factor for special plays. Um, he's, he's going to play the way he plays. He's going to get out of the pocket too early sometimes. He's going to leave some throws on the field, but he's also going to run for 50, you know, 52 yards for a touchdown sometimes. So, you know, and he made a terrific seam throw to a Kincaid. And Kincaid is kind of coming on here. He, yep. To me, he's a really important factor in this game. But that Chiefs defense... That's a really, really good defense. So I let's, mean, yeah, let's they don't talk get about the credit that. they deserve yeah. because of Patrick Mahomes. But Spags does an unbelievable job, and they are difficult to play against. A, a very good mix, Colin, of really good players, and schematically they're really difficult to play against. So let's talk about Kincaid. He's the rookie tight end from Utah, yep. the number one tight end. Utah makes their uh, tight ends block, but tight ends usually in this league takes them a year to figure it out. So not a surprise that he is now, as we get to the end of the year, Dalton Kincaid is finally, like young tight ends, finding his space, and that's your play. Yeah, and Kincaid, just one quick point before we get to the play. Uh, you know, obviously I'm not comparing anyone to Kelsey in terms of, of, you know, production over time. Kincaid's a rookie, but he can be deployed in the context of an offense much like Kelsey. You can split him out. You can detach him. He can run wide receiver routes. Uh, he certainly can line up attached to the formation as well. He can work the middle of the field effectively. Um, but the play we're going to show is from last week against Pittsburgh, and they knew that they were going to get this coverage at some point in the game, and they had the right play call dialed up. So let's take a look at it. This is the touchdown to Kincaid. It's a 29-yard touchdown. It's a seam throw by, by Allen. Beautiful throw. But to, to me, this was all done in pre-planning because what you're going to see here is you're going to see Allen in the gun. Okay, he's in an empty set right now. So there's nobody in the backfield with him. So what's he looking at? He's looking at two high safeties. The middle is open. He sees that. Now, he'll confirm that, but that's what he sees now. Kincaid and Shakir are the two receivers you want to look at to the trip side of the formation. Basically, they're going to run vertical routes to attack the safety to that side. Yeah. They're going to put him in conflict. He can't cover both vertical routes. So as Allen drops back, what does he do? He looks left because he wants to make sure the safety to the other side can't become a factor on this throw yep. because he wants to get the seam throw to Kincaid because he's not worried about the linebacker. He knows Kincaid's going to run by the linebacker. The linebacker is not really relevant to him. He had to make sure that the safeties are taken care of so the middle stayed open. Yep. And that's exactly what happened here. And you see it's a seam throw by Allen. You know, he can make these throws. I mean, this is easy for him. Yeah. Um, and so Kincaid is the guy. This is a, th you know, a, a vertical stretch play, a seam stretcher. Kincaid can do that. He can give you that element, that dimension in your offense. Yeah, they're a different looking offense. A little twitchier, a little few more elements to it. Greg Cosell, NFL Films, as always. Great seeing you. Can't wait for the weekend. Thanks, Greg. Me too. Thanks, Colin. Yeah. I like I like my Bills. Beat up on the defensive side, injuries, and it matters. But it's um, I, I didn't hear him mention two days less rest um, for Buffalo. It's just it's a t really tough spot for them. But I, it's funny. I said yesterday I can see the Chiefs getting blown out, and of course all these Kansas City fans take it and throw it on the internet. You know, I, they could get blown. They're not a great 
they're not a great team this year. No, Colin. I mean they're averaging twenty-one a game, and they usually are in the twenty-seven a game. So they're they're not not a bad team. They're more yeah. vulnerable. Uh, how much stock do you put in the Miami win last round? I don't not a nothing t- right. It's- well, no, but I mean as Greg said, it was really impressive. They put on a performance. Give them credit. But it, it was, Miami was a beaten team on the bus. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't, like Pittsburgh coming in. <laughs> you could tell from the jump, they had no chance. Didn't have a lot of juice. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, New England had more vulnerable. When you have, like, really, really good coaches and really good rosters, there's vulnerabilities. Like, Baltimore was vulnerable, and now they get Mark Andrews to tie them back. Now they're not as vulnerable. Now, I mean, now you got Zay Flowers. Now you got uh, the other young receiver, number eighty, um, and then you got Andrews, Nat, Lamar, ba- Bateman, Odell, Zay. They got they got a so now full and arson. now I got a guy that dominates the middle of the field and Andrews. <clears throat> so it's like okay, so they were kind of vulnerable for a while because Andrews is arguably the second best tight end in football. Oh, now he's back. So the getting was good on Baltimore, and they were still blowing yeah. people out. So I that about Baltimore offense. Good luck to the Texans. No thing. It that 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 is a stacked team. Other than Marlon Humphrey, the Ravens might be the healthiest team right now. And guess who's second? The Niners. Christian McCaffrey's fine. <laughs> Defensive line, fine. Like I would take that Super Bowl. Yeah. Got a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. When you download the app, which takes 90 seconds. So my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm going to take the Texans plus nine at the Ravens, a young Texans team playing with confidence. I don't necessarily think a couple of weeks off helps the Ravens. I think Baltimore wins. I'll take the nine. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions minus six against the Bucs. They're a better team. That Rams team they beat and controlled in the first half was arguably, next to Baltimore, the hottest team in the league. Lions at home win by a touchdown. I'm going to take Bills minus three over the Chiefs. Kansas City this year is not Kansas City previous years. And I think Buffalo at home is going to score some points. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. 
Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right. Greg Cosell, good stuff. J-Mac, we got a lot of things going on. None better than Herdline News. Here we go. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, Chiefs Bills, Josh Allen Mahomes, third meeting in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes talked about his growing rivalry with his good friend, Josh Allen, and compared it to that of Brady versus Manning. I'm excited for the challenge. I mean, I grew up watching those games and remember how much memories I have from that. And so hopefully we can play in these great games as well and give memories to the kids that come up behind us. Josh is a great dude. Uh, I respect uh, the way he plays football and just the, the guy that he is. Um, but it's like when, when two guys that are ultra competitive, that our friends off the field go up against each other, uh, we obviously both want to win because we'll, we know we see each other in the offseason and you want to have a little bit of those bragging rights. Very exciting. This is the time to... Beat Mahomes. Now is the time. You know, uh, I know I know you don't love when I do this, but sometimes I like to holster some good material. Yeah, I know. For when you you're save out. It. I'm yeah. saving it for tomorrow. Have you looked at Patrick Mahomes' stats this year, Cole? Um, he's down on everything. Interesting. Oh yeah. Well, well. Yeah. I'm just curious, like, if you were to rank the quarterbacks this season. Well, based this on what? Weekend. On their production? Based on them this season. Well, that would this be... This weekend, divisional round. Well, that would be Patrick Josh Mahomes. Allen, one. Lamar, two. Keep going. Jared right. Goff, three. All right, keep going. Mahomes, four. Maybe. But no, no, but, excuse me? <laughs> what? He's not He's not four. He's not five. Bro, Brock Purdy's out of him, obviously. Patrick Mahomes is having the worst season of his career in every statistical category. That's true. Yeah. And I don't want to hear, oh, it's the drops. It's the drops. Like, yeah, they leave the league Well, you know drops. who's second in drops? C.J. Stroud and the Texans. <laughs> CJ, by the way, P.S. C.J. Stroud's having a better season than Mahomes. That's undeniable. I don't want to hear it from anybody. Not even your boy Nick. He knows it. Stroud's had a better season than Patrick well, Mahomes. It's it, not a knock. Well, it's it is kind of a knock. It, 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 it's factually based. I know we don't like to deal with facts now in you know in America, but yeah. C.J. Stroud's had a better season than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, boy. So has Jordan Love. Has he not? Well, Jordan Love's had a better uh, seven-week stretch. It's been on fire. Jordan Love has, in this seven-week stretch, almost as many TDs as Mahomes has all season. Yeah, yeah. I'm you're a little not, too spicy for you. Okay, I, yeah. had, I picked Four. Buffalo to win. I think Buffalo's going to win the game. Yeah, I'm the idiot who has Kansas City. Um, all right, let's move on to the Eagles. Boy, talk about a disaster! Goodness gracious, 
Um, remember, midseason, they demoted Sean Desai, their defensive coordinator, uh, and handed the play calling over to Matt Patricia, the rocket scientist. Uh, it did not work out. Eagles went 1-4 and four in their final five games under Patricia. Here's Darius Slay talking about the difficulty of the transition. Part of none of that, as in just a whole new coordinator coming in. You know, that's tough, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't control that kind of stuff. I just kind of like, you know, try to do my job best way I can. But trying to find two identities of a coach is tough. That's like having, like, two marriages. You know, harder two marriages would probably be a household. Two personalities of two women. That's tough. <laughs> you know, no offense to the women. Probably about the same time. Yeah, that's crazy tough. Like, you got to, what? I don't know. One might want a feet rub, one might back up shoulders rub. That'd be tough to be crazy. So, I mean, this is on Sirianni. He's the one who said, hey, let's have, let's have Matt Patricia make the play calls. Well, listen, it's um, that that job is not decided yet, according to Diana Russini. Philadelphia hasn't made their mind up. You know who's not? So here's what's interesting. So Belichick's name's all over Atlanta. Multiple reports. Harbaugh's name. It's out there. Ben Johnson's getting rumored. Patriots have already hired their guy. Anybody notice Mike Vrabel quietly has disappeared? I mean, what, what does that tell you? I mean, Belichick, his people, I know what he had for breakfast. And the Patriots job solved. And Harbaugh's out there. I even know his new agent. Vrabel's a great candidate. And he's nothing. You're not hearing a word about him. Lurking in the shadows. I, I don't want to turn this into the hot take happy hour, but Colin, what? Do you whose side do you think leaked all this Sirianni stuff? Because there's a lot coming out about he's meeting with the ownership. The ownership needs to hear his plan. But who's what's his plan to replace coordinators? Who do you given think what happened last year? Who's leaking it? I don't know. This feels like Eagles ownership. Like there's some players in the locker room who like Sirianni and want to keep him. But it's almost like we need to hear his plan. Just so everybody knows, the plan last year stunk. Right? Hiring these guys. We need to hear a real plan. I think what you, you're on to something. They're negotiating with Rabel behind the scenes. Can we lock you up? Can we move quickly? Do we satisfy the Rooney rule applying? Why would Why would after? Harbaugh is making sure Michigan, NFL, everybody knows about his stuff. Belichick's making sure everybody knows about his Very stuff. Very weird, right? Pete Carroll wanted to make sure at the microphone, everybody knows he's got great energy. I'm open for business. Everybody's talking. Ben Johnson's people leaked something earlier this week. Yeah. Oh, he's interviewing with somebody tomorrow. Sounds like Washington and okay. Ben Johnson. Not a peep from Vrabel. And Adam Schefter reported there was a mystery job potentially available if things didn't go right over the weekend. And it seems to me stuff gets out when people want it out. Why is Vrabel so quiet? Because he's actually negotiating the best potential job of all of them, which is Philadelphia. I like that. Is that a hot take? Or no, that's not. I don't think that's that hot. Uh, let me ask you. Um, do you think, by the way, Jerry Jones in Dallas, do you think after that disaster on Sunday, he kicked the tires with Harbaugh and Belichick, heard, not for me, and then just decided, I, let, me, I let read, me keep McCarthy. I read that. Um, yeah, I think that was my, my theory that I floated last night. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that to be true. I don't know. I think. I think Jerry's proven that he likes to be needed, and Mike McCarthy needs him, and Jerry likes that role in people's lives. Well, a prominent reporter said, "To my knowledge, Jerry did not talk to Harbaugh." I have no and, idea. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Final story. After the Cowboys lost to the Packers, 
A lot of people thought McCarthy would be toasted. Well, he's sticking around um, and spoke to the media today about his meeting with Jerry Jones. We talked about everything, you know, the right, the wrong, um, the indifferent, uh, with, you know, what we need to build off of, um, you know, and so, yeah, we, I don't know if there's much we didn't talk about as far as topics, you know, that apply to the football, the football operation. So, um, yeah, so I, I, it's a, it's a conversation, hard conversation, you know, definitely uh, throughout a number of points there, uh, but it was. Um, they're, they're, they're conversations that I personally always look forward to because I've never walked out of a one-on-one uh, with Jerry where I didn't think I was better. Well, that's a nice thing to say. Um, and again, that makes Jerry feel needed. I, I think you like when I float some of these crazy takes. Well, yeah, they're not that crazy. Like, this, this is what this we're doing wild. three hours. I'm here for a couple crazy takes today. This, this is wild. So Deion Sanders is staying at Colorado to coach his son. Yeah. His, co- his son's going to come out in the draft next year. <laughs> Did Jerry say, let me just keep McCarthy for We'll give him one more chance. After that, I'm bringing to Deion Sanders. No, it's next not. Next year. I don't think it's <laughs> crazy. Deion would probably want to stick around with his kid. I don't think it's crazy. I, I just think Dak, Jerry Jones. Dak's in the final year of his deal. Dion, by the way, Colorado's going to the Big 12, which might as well be the Mountain West Conference. So he'll find out after a year how irrelevant that is with no chance to get to the playoffs. If he'll be done with the trap. And Colorado doesn't have any money in their program. So the bottom line is Nick Saban saw this. Alabama's collective isn't nearly as rich as like Michigan's yeah. or, or Texas. Nick Saban's like. I can't just keep selling Nick Saban. We don't have money for the kids. Dion's going to figure out after a year in the Mountain West called the Big 12, we can't get into this playoff. We got one bid with a million teams. My collective isn't any money, and kids aren't buying. Hey, I got to get coached by Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's so, not okay. a crazy take. Uh, I'm going to have Wes clip this off because the reaction you had, it was like a grin, like, holy damn, how did he come up with that? That, well, was, that was not bad, right? Well, Dak's like, final year of his deal. I mean, things line up, and Jerry's not getting Shadour in. Shadour like, Sanders, quarterback of the Cowboys. How about Deion Sanders? I mean, you saw the number for Cowboys Packers. What is it with Deion Sanders on the sideline? It's something. Deion ignited Colorado in college football. There's a lot of times that you people extend people at work knowing that in a year somebody else is available. That's one of your better... I hear laughter back here from No, Ryan. it's I, actually... It's, I'm not saying it's happening. No, no, no. But Listen, we can just, manifest it here and hope... Just float stuff. It's fun. This is what we do, right? Yeah, and Shadour Sanders will be a really top pick next year. I mean, I don't know how Dallas will get up there. I would have dra- I would have drafted him second round on this year. I think he's really talented. Yeah, I, I think, think he, those are pretty I think ball. he probably thinks he could probably maybe go number one next year. He, maybe crazy. he will. I don't know. we got to see. J-Mac with the crazy take news. <laughs> well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I, I, I didn't think that was out there. It's something. You know, you're trying to see around corners, as they say. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code heard, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Tonight on FS1, it's a college hoops triple header. First at 6.30 Eastern, Minnesota takes on Michigan State. Then at 8.30, Illinois faces Michigan. In the nightcap, it's Oregon, Colorado. It all tips off tonight on FS1. Tommy Izzo still doing it. Yeah. By the way, I did just bet two college hoops games. You're, you I have a fascination yeah. and, a, and an acumen with college basketball betting. I'm, I a, bet, I'm a nerd. I, you know. I bet Iowa women's basketball. Caitlin Clark, that's a good bet. <laughs> Always. I just bet them to cover yeah. and the over. Um, you know, it's interesting. So Mike McCarthy retains his job. A lot of people unhappy. Mike Tomlin retains his job. 
not everybody happy. We wouldn't deny both have, you know, both have hoisted a trophy. Both are successful coaches. Both have built cultures. One old school defense, one a little old school offense. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, I can argue in both cases and did that both are more than capable, but maybe it's time. But we've said this before the Roonies do not like chaos, and Jerry Jones doesn't love it either. And so the, the Cowboys haven't been bad under Jerry. Last 20 years, they've only been under 504 times. Three of that was Dak or Romo got hurt. So a lot of this, the ownership groups in the NFL, Steelers and the Cowboys are two of the biggest brands, maybe the two biggest brands with the Packers, probably are. They don't want chaos, right? And so, you know, guys like me can argue you're not winning in January. Well, the Cowboys don't have chaos. They still made the playoffs. Still got the biggest TV number, what was it, ever for a wild card round playoff game. And Steelers made the playoffs on a third-string quarterback. So I said this before. I think the Roonies want to win, and I think Jerry wants to win. But there are owners. David Tepper wants to win too quickly and doesn't know what he's doing. When you're a billionaire, what you don't want is chaos. It's like Wall Street, the big companies. Big companies have bad earnings quarters. What they don't want is CEO-fired, harassment. And so, like Pittsburgh saying, hey, we don't need to make any crazy moves here. We made the playoffs. But Mason Rudolph... Jerry Jones saying the same thing. We made the playoffs. We were favored to win. Here's Mike Tomlin at a press conference today. Good afternoon. Uh, in a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Yes, I expect to be back, and I would imagine that those contract things are, are going to run their course, man. Um, Art and I have a really good, transparent relationship. We communicate um, continually, often. Um, I don't imagine it's going to be an issue, and I imagine is going to get done in a, in a timely manner at the appropriate time. Um, but, you know, my mindset is to coach this football team, certainly. So, I mean, if you want to look at the Steelers on a macro level, so they have won big three times. Legendary coach, legendary quarterback, Bradshaw Knoll. And then pretty legendary coach, legendary young quarterback, uh, Cower, Big Ben, and then Tomlin. So Tomlin doesn't, Tom, all they need, I mean, if you look at their history, when they get the coach quarterback right, they can dominate the league, right? They, they can, you get it. I mean, Coward won a lot of games. Tomlin's won a lot of games, hoist a trophy. They're just looking for their third Bradshaw. They're, they're looking for their third. Now, Green Bay may have hit three in a row. They haven't. So they went Bradshaw, and then they went through a lot of Tommy Maddox, Neil O'Donnell, Bubby Brister, Cordell Stewart. They won some games, and they get Big Ben, and then they go to Super Bowls again. They're just looking for the next Big Ben, the next Bradshaw. Because the history says drafting and development, A. Stability, A++++. Ownership, A++++. Revenue, fan base, A++++. They just need their quarterback. A lot of this can just be solved. We said it. You can win Super Bowls today with a defensive coach, but he's got to have a great quarterback, not a good one. What we know this year to be true is that offensive coaches, A, do a much better job with B quarterbacks on average, on, on guys. And backup and, and offensive coaches do a much better job if there's quarterback disruption in a season. Cleveland on their fourth quarterback. 
right? Uh, Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. I don't know how many they started. So the offensive coach is better at taking like a C or a B-minus guy and moving him up half a grade to a grade. Uh, you're not going to make Kirk Cousins Mahomes, but they make him better, a better version. And I think also offensive coaches do a great job of taking like Gardner Minshew and making him viable. Defensive coaches don't. But if you give a defensive coach, John Harbaugh, Lamar, Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud, and Mike Tomlin, his next Big Ben, they can hoist a trophy again. But it, because of rule changes for safety, defensive coaches, they, got, they need the guy. Belichick needed Brady. Even Belichick. Not very, Pete Carroll, he needed his guy. Pete Carroll's coaching the Seahawks today, and Belichick is coaching the Patriots today. If Mac Jones would have hit, <laughs> you know, and, and Pete Carroll would still be in Seattle if they had drafted a quarterback and he hit. So the defensive coaches, they're not going to elevate the quarterback spot. You just cross your fingers they can hire the right OC, and that's a little bit of Tomlin's issue. Since Arians, and he didn't hire Arians, they just can't get the OC right. But they'll eventually draft and hit the quarterback. That I don't doubt over the next seven, eight years. All right. Final hour on a Thursday. Two have flown by. Live in L.A., it's the Herd. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GainBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GainBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at GainBridge.io. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.